Hello, and welcome to the All Things Narrative podcast, where we explore the relationships between the stories we love and the stories we live. I'm your host, Derek Hatch, and let's get started. All right, we are here at the top of the month of October, and thank you so much for checking out this podcast. I hope you are doing well out there. Hope you are enjoying the fall season wherever you are at. And today is going to be a little bit different of an episode. So you know at the top of the month, we like to dive into somebody's story. We get to listen to um, what it is that they've been through, what their journey has been like, what we can learn from that, how we could connect with them. But today, I don't just have one guest in the house. I have several because I am honored to be a part of a community, a collective, whatever you want to call it, of creatives and entrepreneurs here um, in the Palm Beach County area. And so I want to take this time in this episode to introduce you to some fantastic people and to let them tell you specifically about how they found their voice in life and that which gives them their passion, their spark, their uh, maybe even a sense of purpose for why they do what they do. And so I've got some of them here in the studio with me, and I'd like to introduce you first off to the one and only hostess with the mostest. What is up, everybody? This is Jeanette Brown. Welcome. Thank you so much. Good to be here. So Jeanette is a part of this community called Common Ground. And so maybe if you could tell me uh, just for a couple minutes about how you got involved in this community and what your role is here. Absolutely. I love the community that we are building here. We are just this collective of artists, creatives, uh, community-oriented family. Uh, We come together for open mic shows that I'm honored to host. We have everything from writing workshops, uh, creator collision, storyteller sessions. The The build here has been amazing, and it's been a lot of fun to kind of be at the helm, if you will, of running the shows. And it's been a joy to see people step out of their comfort zones and step onto the stage because something wild happens when you put mm. people in front of a mic. Mm-hmm. And they are in a group full of strangers. They end up sharing and being very vulnerable and transparent. And it creates this magic that happens on these stages. Awesome. So, like, if people wanted to come and be a part of this community and they wanted to experience these things, what are some opportunities that they have um, this month alone to do that? Derek, I have so many stages for you. I I got you. I got you in your community. Jeanette and her stages. (laughs) I have so many stages. So, I have three open mic shows every single month at Common Grounds. We have three locations. A Common Grounds isn't a Common Grounds without an open mic show. Uh, So, um, the second Saturday in Lake Worth, third Thursday in West Palm, and fourth Friday in Boynton. Those are open mic shows, all arts, uh, all walks of life come through. It's an Mm -hmm. incredible time. But then at our nonprofit extension at Venue at 1201, I also have uh, Open Notes, which is our writing workshop. Mm. That will be the third Saturday of the month. And then one of my favorite shows, it's only quarterly. So it happens only every so often. Uh, October October 21st is our storyteller sessions where you, the community, bring true stories to the stage. We're trying to bring storytelling back to the spotlight. Derek, you know how important storytelling is. Oh, yeah. Yes. So that is what we're trying to do. Yeah. And so if you had somebody who 
was looking at these events and being like, wow, you know, this, this seems great, but I can't get on a stage and I, I don't have a story to tell or I don't have some kind of talent or something. What, what would you say to them if they were interested, but they weren't sure if they could get up on stage and do that? That's such a good question. And I would say, my friend, we need an audience too. We cannot <laughs> be performing to a brick wall. I want you in that audience. Uh, my audiences are the most important part of the show <laughs> because they are the encouragers and the engagers. They are the ones that are snapping and clapping and talking back like, yes, let's go. You better talk about it. Come on. It's such an amazing environment. So I would say you don't have to participate on stage to par- to, to participate in the event. Mm, yeah. So you, I know you've also um, done a lot of work to make sure that your shows are safe places as well. Safe spaces, right? So, you know, we can definitely vouch that, you know, whether you're a, an, a performer or an audience member, that this is this is a nice, clean um, wonderful environment to be a part of. I actually had an artist uh, who they were there for the first time and they made a, a half joke. They said, oh, I, I'm so nervous. I hope I hope no one heckles me. And I stopped them and I said, oh, there will be no heckling here. Not, not <laughs> at my shows. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> that person will get kicked out. Yeah, it is absolutely safe um, as, you know, it's you never know what someone is going to do on sure. stage, which is part of the magic of it. Yeah. Uh, but I do ask, you know, that if there is sensitive material, just give a warning. Uh, respect the audience enough to allow them to know something really serious might be in your piece. Uh, But also, yeah, cursing vulgarity, just not at my particular shows. Right. Good stuff. So if you want to learn more about Jeanette and her stages and Common Ground and all that's going on there, there's actually going to be links to everything in the show notes here. So check that out. And um, if you are in the South Florida area and you're listening to this, you know, we'd love to to have you join us for any one of those events. And if not, you know, maybe you're listening to this and maybe you're in Canada, maybe um, you're in California, maybe you're in Australia, um, wherever you are, you might be thinking, wow, this would be really cool to have in my community, you know? So um, I guess maybe just the last question before we kind of get into the next part of the episode here is um, what sort of advice would you give to people who maybe are listening and they're like, gosh, I wish I could have something like this, but I don't I don't have anything, you know, where there's storytellers or creatives gathering. You know, how would you encourage them? It just takes one person to start a stage and a show and then just being super consistent. When I first started, it was not a good look. I hardly had any artists showing up. It angry mm. rained every single show, so <laughs> hardly anyone came out. It, it, I, I almost quit so many times. Wow, wow! But the fact that I, it, it meant so much to me, and I saw the magic in it. So I decided to just keep going and keep holding on. And eventually it just grew and grew and grew. And so now it's this incredible thing that's changed the entire trajectory of my life. So I would say be consistent. Find a place uh, where you can, if you are wanting to start a show, find a place that 
really has the same heart as you. If your heart is to build the community, find a business that wants to support that. If it Mm. is bringing the best quality uh, for the artist, find find someone who can come alongside you uh, to support that. Um, And just, just do it. Awesome. Yes. So wherever you're at out there, we want to just take some time with this episode um, to bless you with some of the voices that we have in this community and to have them be able to to share um, how they found that voice, how they um, inspire and impact those around them with that voice. And so we're, you know, very excited with this episode for you to to get to know them. So, so what we're going to do is we are going to Um, Do something a little bit different. It's going to just kind of flow from one person to the other as they're going to they're going to share. And then we're actually going to all come back at the end of the episode just to have a little debrief discussion. You know, we're all in a room together listening to one another. And so just being able to to take the time to um, not just listen, but then to share as well. Like, wow, how is your voice um, impacting mine and and how are we all impacting? inspiring and influencing each other in different ways. And so, you know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of this community. And so it's an honor to share these voices with you today. So thank you, Jeanette, um, for kind of giving us an intro into what you do. And and thank you for just sustaining this community through the years and bringing people together. And without further ado, um, here are some of the voices from our community. Hey everybody, I'm Shay with NEA, and I've always got something good to say. (laughs) Uh, I actually agree with this idea that there's not ever a moment where you find the moment uh, or find your voice specifically. I think what has been really momentous for me is I have identified like a life mission statement. For me, it's nurturing authentic connections and healing and it really matches my personality my experiences and just the overall experience of of experiencing me also my experience of experiencing myself (laughs) and so uh that's that's the way that I would answer that question but what I've seen is in every season I have new ways of being able to live that out Uh, And so in this season, what I've discovered within the last year or so, because I actually started writing poetry maybe around the age of seven. So it was a little elementary, middle school. My dad was like, your dad's creative. Here's a journal. Write poetry. (laughs) And my on my mom's side, they're all musical uh, from singing, uh, playing instruments and also teaching in different forms. So I find that create creative or creativity can be expressed in every aspect of who we are. When I look back on my older journals, I had maybe two. I was very inconsistent with journaling. Not until middle school did I have a journal where I, maybe I wrote two poems a day. And then again, I walked away from it. Uh, so in this season, I've found the value of prioritizing space for my poetry, for my journaling, 
and even growing as as a singer because I didn't like my own voice. And I think the process of connecting and learning to love every part of me has allowed me to value and create the space to grow in those areas. And I've grown the most because I've actually found that it's rewarding and fun more than my analytical, logistical side. It's, it's, it's a full expression of, of fun and creativity. So I am a, I, I, changed, I changed from poet to spoken word artist to orator. So I am actually a, a professional international public speaker. I am also a poet and I sing. So those are my three ways. So that's why I say order, because I have all these different forms of using my voice. For the most part, I'm just trying to lean in to the fun of creation and creativity because I've grown the most from that momentum to share that with other people, whether they fully receive it or know how to respond to you, or they do. You never know what moment you're going to step into and about those feelings of anxiety are just, it is scary because you cannot control how someone is going to receive or respond to something that is precious to you. But what, what I will say is that in the end, it's not really, it has to be about something more than their feelings or your feelings or that moment. There's something bigger that you're reaching for. And that's, that's where my mission statement comes comes into fruition and um, gives me the clarity to keep moving forward that it's not really about them it's not really about that space it's about something bigger but before I share this piece I want to encourage you if you like what you hear and want to hear more please follow me on Instagram I'm also on TikTok. Instagram, my handle is Shade Greaves. And TikTok, my handle is Shades Dot of Shay. <laughs> this one is called Standards. And it's more of an anthem or a dedication to creatives at any stage. Standards. Standing to set a standard, are you willing to stand alone? Standing alone doesn't always mean you're alone. Though many hearts feel only one is set to move, and this one is you, set to speak and see, but don't be deceived. Alone like being nursed, to oozing wound after wound, so much blood you thought it was your own. Steady cleaning and catering for them to turn to you and say, enemy. Alone like running pace to pace with your best friend, gleeful and laughing stride after stride, then to trip, reaching a hand to get up, they say, who are you? Alone, like stepping into a room of bustling people, delightful chatter all around, step one, step two, all eyes shift to you. And they're not greeting you as a friend, but a suspicious intruder. People scared to dream never quite connect to vision. Their every existence weaponized as attacks on character and so I stand. 
feeling as if alone is all I've ever known. Restless waiting and long nights carrying a vision not yet in full term. Gifted painters precisely placing images and words they don't yet understand. By God's spirit, I've gleaned wisdom and seen years I've never walked in. And don't ask me to give you context because it's not by me. Again, it's by his spirit. I've been graced with this face, an old soul encased in this youthful vessel. And these standards, they they were gifted to me. Setting them one by one, I began to breathe. I refuse hiding because in the words of Francis Chan, darkness is not the opposite of light. Instead, it is its complete absence. everyone. My name is Willandi. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, the first question with how did I find my voice? Well, I, it actually did start in high school. Um, I actually ended up taking a film class and I had no prior knowledge with film or anything like that. But I was just taking a regular class in high school um, and I went to School of the Arts G-Star um, for those of you who might know the Palm Beach area. Um, went to G-Star, taking a film class, and just kind of doing it for the credit of it all. And I actually ended up falling in love with the process with film. I started getting a little bit obsessed <laughs> to the sense like I would be waking up in the middle of the night with ideas and like looking for a pen and paper to scratch them down on and just like, okay, I'll remember this in the morning and add this into the project. But like being able to find a story and visualize it in your head and see all the intricate pieces and the close-ups and where you want the character to be, you know, have their point of view shown in their lines and stuff like that. Seeing all that in your head and then just wanting so badly for other people to see it in real life and to kind of like get that idea out of your head and have it come to life was such a cool process and that's what I ended up falling in love with and finding was like my purpose um, with telling stories and messaging and that's how I ended up finding my voice and um, figuring out what I wanted to do with it. If I like I could have watched movies my whole entire life if I never had like taken that class or like got in the position of like actually doing it and putting myself in the point of view of the people behind the scenes, I don't think I would have ever seen it for what it is and fell in love with it like I did. Today, I actually do have like a group of people um, that I meet with on a regular basis, a weekly basis, and we like come up with ideas and films together and we, we're all kind of like in the same place where we love filmmaking, but we obviously don't have money and the resources, but we have each other. So like whenever each of us have an idea or a thought, we're like, all right, let's do this. You're going to be the, um, the director. You're going to be the camera op. You're going to be the gaffer in the back, you know, all these different roles. So the fact that we are able to lean on each other and then, you know, little things like, okay, for this one, we know a friend who knows a friend who can get us on this farm to film, um, and things like that. So they've been such a huge help with like getting, um, more practice with filmmaking and I'll just also just learning more I, that's the neat thing about any really art you don't need 
to have like this big budget thing to get things started. You just really need the desire, the passion, and if you have other people to help you, a community, I think that makes a huge difference. So that's what we've been doing, and I am so excited to see where the future takes us. I love directing and I love writing. I feel like it's special when you can do both um, because oftentimes the director is basically reading the script and then just trying to make that come to life. But when you do have the privilege of writing it, you already have it, like you already believe in it. Um, and you already have the, the idea in your head. As a director, you do have to kind of like read it and interpret it your own way. Um, so I think directing and writing are probably the two biggest ones, but I think it is very important, especially with film, because you can't really, you can't make a film by yourself, it will be super hard, but with film you do need like a whole crew, you need a whole team behind you. Um, so I think it's important to take the time to learn everybody's job, you have more appreciation for what they do, and you really truly believe and the overall process when you do. So I think this season I am, you know, even though those are the things I love, I am taking the time to on my friends' films and stuff like that to try to play other roles and get to know them a little bit more intimately and um, understand them, even though I know that's not like my main thing that I love doing, but still trying to take the time to understand them. Filmmaking, and we've kind of talked about this, and shout out to Derek's storytelling narrative classes, because I've learned a lot about myself um, in those sessions. But when we were having conversation with um, storytelling and narrative, um, I was just explaining like how, yes, back in that film class, I learned that film was like my way to have a voice and to open up. And then um, that's one part of it, but the other part is, okay, you have a voice, what are you gonna use it? So the biggest thing I want to do with filmmaking is to um, really tell stories in the Christian film industry specifically. I feel like oftentimes when you watch Christian films, no offense, they're kind of cheesy and kind of, you know, they're not the best. Um, but um, there, there are some good ones out there. Um, but for the most part, I do feel like they're very catered to other believers and kind of reiterating the message that other believers know, but I don't think they go deep into getting non-believers and kind of instead of like saying like t speaking to the Bible in the sense that like, okay, I'm saying a message that we all relate to and we're just all agreeing on something we've already agreed on before you even stepped into the theater, more so like getting non-believers to see things in another perspective and not necessarily cramming an idea down their throat that they might not digest as easily, but more so just saying, hey, this is just another perspective and trying to just allow them to be more open to accepting that. Um, so that would be my biggest purpose with film would be specifically my audience won't be believers. So it's won't me be me reiterating the Bible and, you know, because the Bible exists, <laughs> but more so putting everything out there, not being afraid to tell stories that might be a little bit more controversial or whatever, but just telling stories in a unique way that introduce those themes and plants those seeds into people's hearts so that they are more open to the gospel or even just more aware of the options that are out there.
Hi, I am Eve, and I'm a meditation coach. So meditation coaching is a combination of meditation coaching and energy healing. So we start from a place of meditation to help get grounded and centered. And then from that place of centeredness, we can really get deeper into what people want to create in their lives, what blocks they have that are holding them back from really just living their dreams and creating the life the life for themselves that they've always wanted to create. And so finding my voice is it's an interesting uh, topic. I feel like I'm still in the process of finding my voice for sure. Uh, but I started... I became interested in meditation uh, back in 2019. I was living in New York City, and I have always had a really busy mind and had so many ambitions and goals and ideas and inspiration, but just really had trouble making any progress because I just felt so distracted by my surroundings and by myself. So I... Uh, started meditating and this is right around when COVID was starting and we all went into lockdown. So I took the approach of studying a traditional and classical form of meditation from India. And I spent a lot of time doing that. I actually went up and lived in upstate New York in the woods so I could really focus and concentrate. But I felt kind of restricted by this practice ultimately because it was so traditional and so rigid. And so recently I found a new form of meditation that emphasizes creativity and really values the fact that we're all so different and we all approach meditation from a different place and meditation resonates differently with different people, but we all can meditate and we all have med the state of meditation within us. And so now uh, this, this through meditation coaching, I'm finding my voice by connecting with people and taking a more energy-based approach to meditation that uh, is just unique to each person. So the creative approach to meditation is um, there's different styles of meditation. So there's like focus meditation where you just develop concentration and you just focus on one thing like your breath or a mantra and then there's also awareness meditation where you just let anything arise and you just observe your thoughts and let them float your thoughts and your feelings, your emotions, and you just let them go by without becoming attached to them or resisting them. And then there's also more creative forms of meditation like visualization where you can transport yourself to different places like into nature. You can connect with earth, which is something that I really a practice that I is really really important to me is connecting into to earth and so that's kind of the base of where the energy approach comes from so the earth has a, a healing frequency and when we connect into that healing frequency it helps us to balance ourselves we're all exposed to so much um outside activity through our surroundings through other people through um, the news and the media and things that are going on in other places in the world. And we're all interconnected. So all of those different 
stimuli and energy are affecting us. So when we're able to tap into our own energy and connect also with the earth is really, really helpful. We're able to come inward and feel what really belongs to us and feel the difference between that and what belongs to other outside things, which is very, very healing. Yeah, so moving to Florida has been super liberating for me. Um, the culture is very different here from New York. It's much more free. It's much more open. I love being near the ocean. The ocean is very, very healing. I love going to the beach and just releasing into the ocean. The ocean takes all things. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Um, yeah, so my overall goal is just to make meditation accessible to as many people as possible. Um, we can meditate all doing anything. We can meditate when we drive, we can meditate when we sing, when we dance, when we create. And getting into that state of meditation is really connecting to the heart space. So if you guys don't mind, we can do a short medita meditation practice that you can do anywhere at any time. And so just take a moment to find a comfortable seat for yourself and allow your feet to be flat on the ground. And just start to connect with yourself. Notice your breath. Notice your heartbeat. And we're going to do a very simple practice, which is heart breaths. So we will inhale in through the back of our hearts, hold the breath for just a moment, and then exhale through the front of our hearts. And this helps us to connect into the energy of our heart, which is the most powerful part of our being. So as you're ready, Allow your body to be relaxed. Allow your shoulders to melt down away from your ears. And inhale through the back of your heart. Pause. And exhale through the front of your heart. Inhale through the back of your heart. And exhale through the front of your heart. Inhale through the back of your heart. And exhale through the front of your heart. And just notice how you feel. How your body feels how your mind feels. And through this very simple practice, we can cultivate greater presence and awareness and connection. So yeah, breaking down barriers to meditation is my ultimate goal. up everyone.
everybody. It's your girl, Jeanette, your hostess with the mostest. And I'm really happy to be here at this podcast. I found my voice at a tiny little coffee shop here in West Palm Beach. And it, they were having an open mic show. I was invited to attend, not knowing that that one decision would alter the entire trajectory of my life. I had just graduated college. I came down here from New Hampshire and I was trying to figure out what my life would look like. I was gifted with a recession when I graduated. Some of y'all can relate right now. And life was very stagnant. I've really had the same schedule, the same things I was doing all the time. There was no spark of enjoyment in life until I showed up to this tiny little open mic show at this coffee shop and I fell madly in love with the people who were braving the stage and the audience who were so ready to applaud and connect and encourage. So I left that show, I went home and I wrote my first ever spoken word piece. And it was awful. It was so bad. <laughs> it, it was awful. It was so bad. I, it was very vulnerable and like just too much. And yet I still brought it back to the show and I performed it the next month. And I quickly became enveloped in this community. I started helping set up and tear down at the show. I, I started helping do announcements for the show. My friend had started it and I was just helping however I could until the moment that she sat me down six months later and said, Jeanette, I'm leaving. I'm going to become a flight attendant. Either you take over the show or it ceases to exist. And that is how I stepped into my first ever host role at the very show where I was that scared, shaky little performer just six months before. Y'all, sometimes creativity and artistry is not easy. And there is a lot of discipline that is required to take something that is just a passion and turn it into something that is uh, consistent and really a craft and I had to learn so many hard lessons in the journey to here. I remember the first six months after I took over the show, I didn't know anyone. I had no artist friends. I I had no contacts and it angry rained at this coffee shop every single show. But I remember one show in particular where eight of us showed up, eight, eight, less than two hands of fingers showed up and it was downpouring. And we sat outside under a 10 by 10 tent and we just went around and shared the poetry that was on our heart that we had written lately. And it was the most beautiful cut to the heart core of why I wanted to do these shows. And that moment helped me also just let go of the, the need to force something in my own head of like, well, there has to be a certain amount of people that come to these shows or I have to start at a certain time. Yes, I would love all those things. But if I strong arm people and say, well, you have to show up to this. You, I, you know, I need you to be there. 
people don't really like peer pressure. And I learned that lesson too of just allowing it to be what it is, being forever consistent, and consistency really is the key to helping. My That show ended up growing so large, I had people driving and parking in the alley so they could sit on the rooftop of their car and look over the fence to watch the show. I had people getting on the roof of the show. I had to cut the list 20 people deep because we had so many artists, and that catapulted this opportunity for me to begin other stages. And then I had a second show. And then all of a sudden I had all these venues coming to me asking that, hey, I want what you do. I want that at my place. I want that at my business. And I heard all these inquiries. And I'm like, I, I didn't even know how to do one. How can I do what that three shows? I, that seems in, insane to me. Until I had a conversation with the sweetest girl who I now call a dear friend who invited me to be a part of this coffee shop called Common Grounds and her heart and Common Grounds heart for they didn't just want me of what I could provide of getting people in the door they saw how deeply I connected to the community and that that was my heart for what I do and they said we want that we love this city so much that we want what you do we want it to start impacting this city as well and I said yes and that's how I went from one tiny little coffee shop open mic to now I have you know 12 13 years later multiple stages. I've been on a poetry tour up the the coast with five other poets. I've workshopped for the city and I've done shows at the library and for different organizations. I've been able to bring my spoken word to uh, all over uh, this state and country. And it's, it's just because I said yes. One time I showed up when I was scared. I wrote when I didn't think I had any anything to say and I stuck with this thing that I saw such beauty in and I'm so grateful because it truly did change everything. I am so honored to have shared part of my story with you all today and I would love to connect with you further. That is my heart. So Find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Jeanette and her stages. It will have a full list of all my upcoming shows, stages, opportunities, and message me. I would love to know if you listen to this, how it impacted you uh, and what that journey looks like. I wanted to share a piece with you on a bit more of my heart of why I do what I do. I want to live like I am leaving a legacy. This stage, my ministry, open mic shows with the message, you matter, mic check one, two, I wanna be an impact for you. I want to place flowers into palms so that every handshake is a seed planted. Sunset the spotlight to shine upon brave artists who blossom before our eyes. A pledge to gently hold your petals with respect as you unfurl your creative colors. This stage is my mission field to hold hands with lonely hearts, a call out in the dark that you are enough. I want to still the stormy seas inside of you. No more struggling in the currents of your situation. I want to life raft rescue you from the loneliness you're drowning in. There is community here. 
You are a part of the conversation. I want to build bridges across our expanse of islands, ships wrecked on rocks of division. I'll salvage rubble as roadways, crash crash sites as sidewalks, no catch, no trick, let's sit and talk. I am here with intention. This is no casual conversation. I lace words with love, I stitch soul to the stage, the message of this microphone. You don't stand here alone. You can break down, beautiful. You have permission. When you find words to be so transformative that they rip apart the lies that have stapled together your identity, it is nothing less than a restorative symphony, a song of healing and transparency. Find freedom to cry. There is no shame in salty sweetness unleashed and pain released. Here, here we practice therapy. Tonight, we sit with you as you sift through broken handle baggage, memories and mementos and secrets and rifts, you are fully seen and your transparency is a gift. And you, have you held impact in your arms? Have you savored the taste of salvation on your lended shoulder? Do you know what your presence does? This is no accident, no coincidental pin drop of location. You are here because you hold purpose. You are the savers of life. You are the validators of existence. You are encourager and dream maker and hope holder and love portrayer. This is community. When someone says, I needed this today. When someone says, you saved my life. When someone says, I had nowhere to left to turn and then I found home. Realize you are the homemakers. You are the ones that leave the light on. You are the poem. You are the song. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, in narrative practices, we have something called collective documents, which is where uh, a group of people uh, from a community come together and they share and they uh, create something um, that takes the, the individual pieces, the parts, and makes a new whole out of it, right? And so that's really our heart with what we're doing in this episode. But... What I love about doing collective documents and doing this uh, kind of work is that it doesn't just stop with the document or with the episode itself. We actually want to take a few minutes um, and just kind of as we've all been in a room together, uh, being able to share, you know, maybe ways that our voices are impacting each other. Um, And so think of this as kind of like a little bonus to to what you all just heard. So first of all, thank you all for just being so transparent and being able to share pieces of your story, which are ultimately pieces of you. And so just want to take a couple minutes per person, if that's okay. Um, And we could start with Will Andy. As you heard Will Andy share, was there anything that really stood out to you about what she said? Anything that impacted you? Um, Was there anything maybe that you personally connected with? I personally loved what Will Andy said about not even realizing filmmaking was a passion until she actually stepped foot inside of the creative process, Mm. which is such an encouragement to me because I don't even know what the future holds of different things I may fall in love with. And that's what an exciting prospect to have. So I I really appreciated that. Yeah. Awesome. Anyone else? I love how Willandy talked about wanting to make film Christian films for people who don't believe. 
I think it's so cool that she is welcoming to people who are maybe outside of her sphere or just wanting to support people and to share the love. I thought that was amazing. I would also second the comment about um, Willandy jumping into the process of creating, I mean, of creating film and then finding her love of it. But what I particularly um, related to was just like not having this outside like glimpse. Sometimes we research, sometimes we watch mm-hmm. videos and we never actually step into the moment. Yeah. So then how do we ever really know how we're con- connecting or do we, you know, does it really relate to us? I would also say um, how even though she found her niche or area that she loves most, she's still challenging herself to be a part of the full process. Yeah. Uh, and that's that takes a lot of commitment because once you know what you do well, you want to just keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's that's, you know, it can get, you know, lazy to say, but she's the opposite of that. So I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, Will Andy, as you've heard everybody share, um, and as you've gotten to share on here, what's kind of been your experience with this whole podcast? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been it's been amazing, and it's been so great to hear everybody's stories. There's there's parts of my story that I see myself myself and all of you guys and your own journey is like we're all going to different things, but we all can relate as creatives. So it's it's been amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Will Andy. And um, Eve, you you shared as well. And so when Eve, um, who, you know, maybe it might be okay to say this on the episode, we just met Eve. So how cool <laughs> is that, right? That um, Eve was willing to, to step in and be a part of this. So when you all were listening to Eve, was there anything um, that she said that stood out to you? Or maybe could, an interesting thing as well is like, since we don't know Eve incredibly well yet, was there anything maybe that um, you learned about her as a person or what's important to her through this? I felt like I see Eve as someone who perseveres. Like the fact that she was in her environment and 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 felt that something was off and then did go into the life of meditation especially coming from new york i can imagine that's like bustling city and just seeing that she saw that there's something lacking and she sought out that sense of purpose so much so that she's now able to help other people with her practice is really beautiful to see and i get i look forward to learning more about her I was blown away. I always am when people show up without any connection to anybody. They find the event online or hear about it through the grapevine and just show up uh, without a safety blanket of of anyone else. Uh, and so I was immediately impressed. But then with Eve, what impressed me even more was her attitude throughout this whole process today of just being willing to listen to share uh she she went from walking into a building not knowing anyone to doing a mini meditation moment with us <laughs> and i that that speaks so much to who she is and her comfort with herself which is so beautiful and i think a lot of us um can can glean even more from her so i am definitely happy that she found our community when she did 
I learned a little bit more about meditation. Uh, she broke down there's different types of meditations and styles. I also really related to the parts of your story where you, I'm originally from New York, New Jersey. So I related to that feeling of the bustle and the lack of openness because you're so focused on the grind. Uh, so I, I really related and also appreciated to your process of stepping back and um, recognizing, as Walindi said, that it was necessary. So welcome to our, our community. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eve, as you've heard everybody share and as you've gotten to to share on this podcast, um, what what's what's this journey been like for you here today? Uh, I'm so grateful to all of you for creating this space and for welcoming me into it. I really just have not felt any hesitation this whole time since I've been here because you guys are so welcoming and it's just clear what the heart of this community is and it really resonates with me so thank you so much for having me and for this opportunity awesome thank you eve um and then after eve we had shay so miss shay <laughs> was there anything um that miss shay uh, i don't know why i call you miss shay miss <laughs> <laughs> um, shay with the ea who oh, always yeah. has something to say <laughs> so was there anything about shay that she shared that uh stood out to you Anything that you found that was impactful? Anything that was uh, memorable to you? Anything that left an impression? Shay, Shay, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you said a couple of things that resonated with me. The biggest one was probably what you said about when you go up on stage and you're a little bit vulnerable and it's kind of scary and just realizing that you're not doing it for the people or even for yourself, but for that greater sense of purpose and having that reason even before you step on stage. That was really, that really resonated with me. I had a moment this week where I did share and I, I felt kind of embarrassed after kind of relating to you with being too vulnerable. But then just thinking back to my purpose and you kind of said it and it clicked like where I was sitting there I was listening I was like wow that is true that's should be the reason behind everything so that was really great to hear and thank you your girl has a whole mission statement for her <laughs> life <laughs> what that is incredible I love how thoughtful Shay is you can tell even when she speaks girl you are made for podcasts you your voice is so beautiful uh, I I loved how thoughtful you are and you nurturing which is a part of your mission statement absolutely comes through in all that you do so I'm I'm very thankful that you're a part of this community I need a mission statement too. I need to start <laughs> thinking of one. A good uh, action step, right? Uh, I love Shay how you talked about being an orator and not putting yourself into a box mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to evolve and grow and being open to what comes into your life. And I can just tell that you are very intentional mm -hmm. and that you you really appreciate the deeper meaning in things and you allow yourself to take time. And I think that's really beautiful. And when you started reading your piece, I got truth bumps all over my body. So that's, yeah, it was really powerful. Thank you for sharing. So Shay, in being a part of this community for the past year, um, what, what, what has it been like for you? Uh, I have officially wrote this in the Blessings book in our community, but 
the experience of journeying with the utterance community has like been seeing expressions of myself in song, in other people's words, in other people's music that I couldn't quite put out mm. myself. And that's when I knew that I wanted to make the choice to choose this community. Mm. Uh, and so we've, we've, we've grown together. Awesome. Awesome. Now, thank you, Shay, for sharing. And last up, we've got Jeanette. So as you heard um, Jeanette <laughs> share um, her pieces of her story, maybe some of which you knew, some maybe you didn't, and you heard her spoken word piece, um, what was it that you really connected with most? And was there anything that as you listened to her that you thought maybe in your own life, you know, oh, maybe I need to take this with me? No, yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing was just hearing her story because I've never heard her story full out like that. So hearing her story and how this opportunity came up and she, uh, you know, like hearing the, the, the valleys and then the, the peaks of it and her consistency. I think a lot of us have dreams to be artists and to be creatives, but being consistent with it is where a lot of people fail and they don't get to see the end, but to see the end, because we get to see the end from the final version. Well, not the final version. There's still more to come, but we get to see her at a really high peak and we get to see all the blessings that came along with it. But her sharing her story back to when they were in the tent with just a a handful of them and how intimate that moment was and how beautiful it was still able to be even with the rain and the small amount of people and how God was able to bless and use it is just really beautiful to see that we're in it for the journey, not for the final destination. And that was nice to hear. And I want to hear more. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I just think it's so beautiful how Jeanette is creating a platform for creative people to express and that she you can just tell how supportive she is and how passionate she is about what she does and about allowing other people to find their voice and express themselves. It's really magical. And the biggest takeaway for me also is the consistency. Uh, I think with starting my practice, I I just needed to hear that that that's the way to do it is being consistent so thank you so much you're really inspirational there is so many things that i admire about jeanette i mean from day one my heart was like bump 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 but i would just start to say one jeanette is very clear um, in the way that she structures and she pursues people and is intentional as well. I think that's one th reason I'm drawn to her. Uh, but she also has this perfect, like I, perfect is maybe, there's no perfe perfection out there, but she has this balance of this playful sense of humor and this atmosphere that she kind of creates just through thoroughly enjoying people and the moment and fully connecting to it, which is hard to do in our present day with so many distractions. So I think that clearly comes out in the way that she expresses herself and the and what I and what I heard today. I had the honor of sitting down with her and hearing some of her backstories. So I'm inspired again. But um there's there's so many things to say. 
There's always <laughs> awesome. So, so Jeanette, um, just as you know, you've been here today, and we didn't know what it was going to look like today with the creator collision. So, um, just what's kind of been your your experience with all this? First of all, I love this love fest, and we should do this <laughs> once a week because I feel so full right now, full of love. Oh goodness, um, I. I love what we are building here. And this experience alone, we didn't know who was going to show up for the creator collision. I never know who's going to come to an open mic or to a show. And I love that aspect of it uh, because there is a flexibility that needs to be had. And uh, it started out where Derek and I thought we were simply going to record an episode, him and I, and then the perfect people for this showed up to share their stories, their voice, and this turned into something so beautiful and something I I think we can all be really proud of. Yeah. So thank you, Derek, for this platform. I yeah. can't wait to share it with everybody. Yeah. And thank you, everybody who's listening. Yes. And so, you know, as we're getting ready to close here, um, I just want to say thank you all for taking time on this Saturday in the middle of the day uh, to be here and to be able to collaborate um, through this art that is podcasting. And so, you know, here at Common Ground, I also have the honor of getting to um, not just listen to stories, but getting to help people to tell their stories as well. And so getting to do my workshops here and Jeanette, I I just want to personally on the show here, thank you so much um, for um, being that person to, you know, as I was trying to develop and think through this, you know, being able to meet with you just right out over there and just saying, hey, I got an idea, you know, and that's what I love about this community is just like, hey, I got an idea. Great. You know, let's let's see what happens. Let's let's work it through. And so um, it really is an amazing community to be a part of. And so if you are in the South Florida area and, you know, you want to come out and, you know, I think the storyteller night that's going to be on the 21st, wonderful time, you know, in the same place we're recording this podcast. And that's just a great opportunity where, you know, everyone has a story to tell. You can get on the stage and tell any story about your life and, you know, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll be whatever you need us to be, you know, in the moment. And so it's a beautiful time. And if you do want to learn more about storytelling and um, what we do here at All Things Narrative with our workshops, which will Andy, uh, thank you um, for sharing that you're part of it. Yeah, if you want to learn more about our workshops or our one-on-one coaching, um, just feel free to visit allthingsnarrative.com. And of course, this is a podcast, so that means there's lots of episodes that we've put out. And so if you want to go listen and check out other interviews of other people's stories or listen to us talk about different stories or elements of stories or narrative practices or whatever, um, just feel free to do that as well. And that's what we're going to wrap today. So thank you all for being here. Thank you. And we will be back next week um, for another uh, an episode of our Narrative 101 series called Reauthoring Your Life. So if that na- title interests you, then come back next Tuesday as we dive into that. Thank you so much. This is your friendly narrative practitioner, Derek, signing off, saying thank you and take care.